presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for season two, episode number nine of the Wise Words Podcast. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Capping Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best insights and knowledge on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, my friends, speaking of electric, we got another one of them fellas here on tap today. Actually, a fella who is younger than us in the industry, a guy who's been starting to make some waves, and I can't wait to uh, get his fresh perspective and kind of collect, uh, connect on a little bit of a millennial vibe, if you will. So, hey, if you're from the older generation, this one ain't going to be for you. I apologize. All that being said, I got another man I got to bring in before I bring in that aforementioned fellow that's joining us as our guest of the day. Now, you know this first guy around these parts as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and quickly coming around the corner for pitchers and catchers, the TTL Cruise resident Southsider himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner! How you doing over there today, pal? My man, absolutely no complaints over here. You are looking uh, fantastic on that side of the Windy City. How are things going over here? Because I am uh, feeling pretty damn solid. As if you got to ask at this point in time, spectacular, my friend. It is a beautiful day to be alive. The rest is up to me and the I choose to spread positivity. Uh, looking great. Not too much snow live on set there for you, my friend. Seems to be uh, melting on your end of the world as well. So... Hopefully we can get into the warm weather, dude. I am, uh, I'm tired of it. But hey, wore my sweater on uh, today's show. Maybe, shout out our hometown boys, maybe we got a uh, little NHL to talk about today. Little, uh little ice angle, if you will. Who's to say? Who's to know? Who's to say? Not me, dude. Okay. Well, I'm to say because I'm about to bring in that man, and he does have just a bit of an NHL angle. But let me tell you all about him. The man joining us for the ninth episode of season two has been creating content in the sports gambling industry for better part about three years now. And he's actually the fourth member of the Wager Talk family to grace us with his presence and dish out some wise words amongst the legendary names of Dan Alexander at Newbie Talks, Hakeem the Money Making Machine Prophet at Ski Prophet on Twitter, and also our guy, VR, Yanni the Greek Corrales. You know, you, you, you type that name in. I mean, go right on ahead. You know who that is. But... Back to the man at hand. Much like our previous wager talk expert to join us, he is one of the sharpest cappers in the market when it comes to this time of the year. And if you don't believe me, just believe his current 21-11 and 11 NHL run. That is good for 66%. He's actually hitting at a 74% clip on NHL play since November the 13th. And hell of a time for the Super Bowl. He's on a 49-29 and 29 NFL prop run right now. That's good for 63%. And a man after my own heart, Mags, he was number one in Wager Talk 5% UFC bankroll plays in 2021. Are you kidding me right now? I, I can't wait. I can't wait. My friends, joining us from the great white north, ladies and gentlemen, As always, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome in NHL, CFL, NFL, and MLB sports betting expert at wagertalk.com, 
co-host of Puck Time, presented also by wagertalk.com, the co-founder of the Sports Mayflower, your one-stop shop for all things sports media coming out of Halifax, Canada. And let me not forget my friends. Lover of Tim Hortons, drinker of two fours, and wearer of tooks, our friend, Mr. Andrew McInnes. <laughs> That is an overwhelming introduction. I appreciate the kind words, fellas. It is great to be here. Uh, huge shout out to you guys. I have watched a lot of your guys' podcasts and videos. Uh, I feel like I'm very repping uh, Canada right now. I got my background behind me, just like you guys. I got the denim on here, and we got the Tim Hortons cup with us in hand. So we are repping. Uh, we are ready to go, and it's great to be here, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, it's great to have you here, my friend. I had been uh, watered up, for lack of a better term, to uh, get out that intro. Uh, been waiting. We have uh, we have yet to connect with anybody north of the border and uh, have a good conversation. So can't wait to uh, chat with you, kind of get into everything here. Glad the uh, Tim Hortons is nice and warm up there for you. Uh, how's, uh, how's the weather? You guys getting any snow? You guys getting some cold weather still? Or how's it all, all going up there? Yeah, we just had a massive storm over the weekend. It was pretty rough. So uh, I actually went away. Took my girlfriend's car because she has a SUV and I have a car. I came back and my car was just absolutely just snowed in. So uh, probably going to be just walking everywhere I go for the next little <laughs> while until I decide to shovel that. Uh, but no, things are great. Um, it's not too, too bad. I think that uh, people think that, you know, Canada is just so much crazier a place snow wise. And we live in our igloos and, we, you know, we, we dog sled to work. It's, it's very similar to the eastern part uh, of the United States anyway. So. Where I'm from here in Halifax, Canada, uh, for a lot of people that aren't familiar with the far east coast of Canada, uh, very similar city to Boston. So we're kind of known as Boston's younger brother. Uh, if you went to Halifax, then you went to Boston, you would just think that Boston was kind of a bigger version of, of where I live. But uh, yeah, I love this. I love how all of us have some, you know, buildings in our background. It's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it, man. Hey, I'm glad you cleared the Air Force because I was a little bit like I knew you guys did utilize the old uh, the old mush to get to work from time to time, but I didn't know how regular. So glad we cleared the air on all of that, my man. So speaking of clearing the air, let's figure out who the legend Andrew McInnes is that's uh, joining us here today. Give us a little bit of your backstory, my man. What uh, what was it like kind of growing up in Canada, kind of your backstory there, um, kind of what led you into sports and uh, kind of where you find yourself now, sports media, sports gambling, wager talk, betting pro. Uh, so I guess just like a lot of people, I grew up just being a lover of sports, watching, playing. I, I played basketball like all through my entire life. Uh, ended up playing uh, varsity volleyball. That was my best sport. Uh, anybody that meets me in person, I'm like close to like six five. They're like, oh, you know, explains a lot of things. You know, you're a basketball volleyball player, um, but it's definitely not just because of height. You know, but uh, I actually never really played competitive hockey, so it's kind of funny. Um, I host a hockey show. I betting is, uh, the best sport I bet is hockey by far, but I've actually never played competitive hockey. I can play, uh, but I grew up playing basketball. Uh, and just like many people that are in the sports media field now or even sports betting, my dream was to be a sports broadcaster or anchor on TSN. So America's equivalent of ESPN. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. And so I did, you know, co-ops and internships with local sports TV stations, uh, learning the, the ropes. I did play-by-play uh, -play commentary for college basketball uh, in my hometown and uh, you know, went, I actually went to journalism school for like a really short time. And I realized I was like, you know what? I really don't like journalism besides sports. I realized I actually have no interest on like recording, <laughs> reporting on politics or like, like I was there and I realized that nobody was like me at the school guys. It was just like, okay, these guys love like the weather and, and current events. I'm like, I don't like any of this. Like I'm here to talk about sports and learn how to be a broadcaster. Uh, so I was at the, clearly at the wrong school. Uh, that's for sure. But anyway, um, I first started with SBR, who many people are probably familiar mm -hmm. with. Sportsbook Review was doing uh, three videos a week known as the Ice Guys. Uh, and that kind of was my biggest start. You know, I had a Twitter account that uh, was just a personal one when I was back in high school. And then I just saw people that had professional you know, betting accounts. So I made the McGinnis Picks Twitter, which was separate. Started tweeting out picks just for fun. Realized people actually had this as a job. Like I had no idea that you could do this as a job, you know, content or selling picks or whatever. Um, yeah, and it kind of just snowballed into more content with SBR. And then 
uh, kind of made my own business uh, with picks and content. And then a few people I made connections with, Drew Martin, actually, who's now with Wager Talk as well. Um, he was with Sports Memo and he hooked me up. Uh, I asked him, hey, you know, how do I do what you're doing? And he said they weren't really hiring. Six months later, get a phone call from him. Uh, I started at Sports Memo because they bought Wager Talk and then uh, kind of just started to do so well. They moved me over to uh, the big leagues in Wager Talk and uh, the rest is history. So, um, you know, we're, we're all three of us are so young in this industry and it's just so exciting. The legalization is going on right now in the States and in Canada. Uh, it's just unbelievable to see what the future holds. Yeah, we, we can definitely both. I know I can speak for Mags in this. We can both attest with what you're saying. I mean, kind of created those pages. I, I created a pages and I was doing back in the day, hashtag bet with Colt, just uh, giving out some cool. random, just little picks here and there. And people were following it. And I got a little following. I said, hey, Mags, you're, you're a pretty good better too. Why don't you put out a few things? And so he started putting out some things. And then it kind of snowballed into, okay, now maybe we can do a video. Maybe we could write a newsletter. Okay, how do we... Here's Talk of the Line. Here's an audio podcast. Here, and it just kind of snowballed. So we can definitely attest with that. And yeah, being young in the industry, man, it is such an exciting time. The tides are rising. You know what they say? Yeah. Always good for all the boats <laughs> during those times. So it's a blast right now. Um, in our neck of the woods, the United Center uh, just announced that uh, they're doing a two-story partnership with FanDuel Sportsbook. So going to be a awesome. full live interactive book. I mean, it's a hell of a time to be in the industry, my man, and I could get down another hour rabbit hole on that alone, but I will yeah. yield back <laughs> and let you get after it for the first time, my friend. Well, Andrew, just out of curiosity, what are Canada's uh, like legislature around sports gambling right now? Is it completely uh, across the country legalized, or is this by province by province, or not at all quite yet? I, I honestly am not quite familiar. So we had a pro line for the longest time. So it was, you could just go to your corner store gas station, you know, where people buy lottery or, you know, cigarettes and that kind of stuff. And just, um, you create these parlay slips. So you could only, you had to bet minimal two events. Uh, it could be two props, two sides, totals, whatever. You couldn't bet any single events. Um, so betting has kind of been around in Canada for a long time. Every single place, uh, every province is different. Um, in, in Ontario, they have the OLG where I live, it's the ALC, uh, everybody kind of has different rules and a different like company privatized, but yeah, we always had these parlay slips, but first of all, the odds were so bad. It was so yeah. <laughs> bad that, that it wouldn't even be worth it. Right. Because even if you were like, you know, I want to get the cash the next day, I don't want to wait for an online site to pay me out. And you guys know how it is. Like, you know, years ago, it wasn't as easy as click and withdraw. And the next day you have the money in your account. Like it was like seven to 14 days. Maybe Pinnacle is going to send me my money if I'm lucky, <laughs> you know. Um, so everybody wanted the cash right away. But then they started to realize how horrible the odds were. Mm. Um, anyway, so not to get too long winded, but they have legalized it federally. But now it's up to each province piece by piece to do their part. Um, so some of them have single betting and some of them have kind of worked towards it. But I really wish that, and, and I've heard, heard some rumblings, but I kind of want like a FanDuel or even like Bet365 I've heard like from the States is gonna, or from the Europe is going to try and come over, but we need a big company, like like the score mm. bet just sold just sold to Penn and, um, mm. you know, owned by Bar like the Barcelona Sportsbook. Right. So we need a big company to come here right now because it's all the privatized companies, like lottery companies that don't know what they're doing. Mm giving out horrible odds on everything <laughs> that are making like people like, and I actually feel bad. Like I'll be at the corner store sometimes grabbing like just some snacks or something. And I'll see a guy, you know, type, you know, you, you have to fill out the slip. Right. And I, in my head, I'm like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. But I want to tell him like, dude, like make an online account. Like don't, don't, you know, don't take this spread at minus 125 when you should be doing minus 110, you know? So yeah. uh, right. the parlay slips are cool though. I mean, I remember being in like high school, we're like, you know, 15, 16 years old. We're just hoping that we can go to a store that we won't get ID'd, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. But, yeah, the, the, legal, the legal age here is 19 um, okay. for, for gambling. So mm. uh, different than 20. So 21, yeah. I'm guessing, yeah, it's 21 everywhere in the yeah, States, yeah. right? So, mm, right. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine, Colt, if we would have had that opportunity when we were 19 living together in college. By me. Are um, you kidding me right now? Geez. Let, let alone, store would ID either. So let like, alone you, be oh, in please. 
Let if we got ID, 16? we would just get in the car, the five of us, and just go to the next store closest next to where we were. <laughs> Same exact thing, just with yeah. chewing tobacco in the middle yeah. of southern Illinois. Just get, okay. That is the exact same thing I did growing up. So, oh my, I would I was already a degenerate growing up. So that, that, it was it was a good thing that if we didn't have access yeah. to that, my man. Holy cow. <laughs> All right, moving into some actual NHL talk. So I'm curious. We've asked this for some other sports. And now this is an interesting one because, Andrew, uh, Colt and I are NHL fans, huge Blackhawks fans. We follow the sport very closely. We just, I guess we don't follow it. And we didn't play quite growing up as we did basketball, football, baseball. And I know there's a lot of people in, in the States that are like that. So from a gambling perspective, what advice would you give for people who people like us who want to watch and gamble on hockey a little bit more, but maybe just don't have that same confidence that that we do with the NFL or NBA, that type of stuff? What's the best advice for people like us? Well, I feel like uh, some of the stuff that I'm going to say might be applicable to other sports. Sure. But one of the top things I say for hockey is you have to use the what have you done for me lately mindset, like bigger than any other sport, because you know, in the NHL, you're going to see a guy go through a scoring slump and I wouldn't try and jump on that team until that guy snaps out of it. You know, like there's certain teams that when they go on slumps, I don't care who it is. Uh, it could be the best team in the league. If they're not scoring, they're not scoring and just pump your brakes for a second. Um, as Steve Merrill, who's from Wager Talk as well, he always says, don't try and catch a falling knife. As in, don't mm-hmm. jump in front of some of these streaks. And so I guess what have you done for me lately is probably one of my number one tips for the NHL. You'll notice some teams go on huge uh, home uh, winning streaks, but play poorly on the road and, and stuff like that. And I guess the second thing would be road trips. Road trip spots are, are mm-hmm. massive. Guys, one of the most automatic bets I look for is betting overs at the end of a road trip when it's an East Coast team going out to the West Coast. If you're a, if you're an East Coast team doing a West Coast road trip and whether it's the States or, or Canada, you're playing the Kings, you're playing the Ducks, you know, you're playing uh, the Knights and the Coyotes, especially if you're not having that much success, those last two games, give me a five or five and a half or six, it leads to sloppiness, right? So I'm a huge mm-hmm. totals better in the NHL mm-hmm. as well. And I always say these guys are never going to forget how to score. They're going to just lose the energy to play good defense and, and stuff like that. So um road trips to me are one of the most important factors of my handicapping not just the matchup day to day but you know how many days in a row has this team been at home how many days in a row have they been on the road and uh that that's definitely a huge thing i look for okay okay and i guess uh, colt before i kick it over to you i'll you kind of answered one of our questions or one of my questions that I had of one thing that we've been falling into or a specific team that we've been falling into and that was so we've been trying to pick off uh every once in a while we uh we talked about it on last week's show team on a gigantic losing streak so you essentially just answered my question but the philadelphia flyers just had about a 13 game losing streak and there was a couple points where it's like oh they're favored now after losing 10 straight and it's like this 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 is the spot right when when do you find those times to finally back a team like that or kind of how you just mentioned maybe it is just you hate them until they win or just completely stay out altogether uh i'd say when they start playing better defensively you know, a team can go out and score four goals finally, and, and you'll see their star players score a few. But if you're still giving up a few goals, then I'm not really buying what you're selling okay. kind of thing. Here's one thing that, that and I think that this might be something that a lot of other hockey handicappers could disagree with. But I'll tell you, sometimes if you like an underdog in the NHL, let's say that let's say the price is plus 120, right? And you can mm-hmm. get the over two and a half goals at around the same price or, or at, at, a, at a minus 120. Some people might say to me, like, why would you take away that great plus price on the underdog and go with the team total? And my answer is what I always say, because I would rather win a minus 120. And if my team scores three goals and loses five, three, you're still a winner. And so sometimes these dogs will cash their team totals and still lose the game. I mean, um, look at Florida Panthers games. How often do they play underdogs that, you know, teams that are way worse than them? They still allow that team to get to the three goal mark, but then Florida scores five or six on their own, you know? So a lot of times if, if, a, if an underdog or a bad team is starting to impress me a little more before I go ahead and say, you know what, they're ready for, for my money on the money line, I'll jump on their team total and be like, all right, let's give them a shot and see if they'll cover the team total. Cause I'm telling you guys, it's happened so many times where 
I'll take a team total on, on, on an underdog and that team will still lose the game, but you get your three goals and it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like as you it. can see by my face, that uh, <laughs> that flyer streak was uh, one for the ages, my friends. And uh, I, I like that. You saw me uh, furiously taking notes as you were talking there, my man. I like that. Underdog team totals. That's uh, I'll have some additional questions NHL-wise, kind of prop marks and stuff like that. But I want to stick higher level for now. Um, okay. Max, keep doing what you're doing. Dive deep. But I'm going to stay a little bit higher level. Now, um, I've asked this kind of one way fashion or another to a lot of our guests, um, pretty much every single one here most recently. Now, this is not from kind of, a, I guess it's kind of from, from a sports gambling perspective, but any perspective you want to take it. Now, you kind of talked about us being young in the industry. And uh, last question I asked you, and, and it's such an exciting time. Now, as an up and coming content creator, what would be your best piece of advice for that other up and coming content creator, maybe trying to come up in the sports gambling industry, or maybe just a content creator in general, or even not that maybe just someone trying to chase their dream or passion. What would you tell that person today? I think it's a really good question because I think that you have to decide what type of person you want to be known as what kind of person that you want to be on this space. Um, I have to mention his name. I did a, I did a podcast with Trent Atia at book it with Trent and He's, he obviously owns the book, book it app, right? He's a, he's a content creator. He's doing his TikTok. His TikToks are hilarious. I think, I think they're really funny. And the reason why I bring him up is because that's kind of like the avenue he's chosen is like, you know, um, kind of drawing in the recreational person, the, the DJ that loves laughing and having fun time and stuff like that. Um, you know, figure out what you want to do. How serious do you want to take this career path? Do you want to be a content creator? Do you want to sell plays? Do you want to work for a website? Do you want to work for yourself? But it's just the professionalism for me, I'll say. And I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but like, I mean, you guys are doing an outstanding job of it as well. Is that if you look at the guy that has, you know, 10 money bag emojis in his in his bio and, you know, a thousand hashtags. And, and it's to me, it's all about kind of how you're coming up and the professionalism, because I always say this and I'll always, always stay humble and, and true to what I say with this is that the term handicapper it's no different than if I met somebody at the store, like I was telling you guys, and they're betting. Okay. And a lot of people will disagree with me on that. We all are handicappers. The second that you log on to your computer and you're doing research, what are you doing? You're handicapping, right? The difference that separates us. And I think that some people that are going on it and saying that tonight is my 25 unit whale lock play of the year. Nobody wants to hear that stuff because it's overblown. So the advice I would give people is figure out what kind of guy you want to be and what you want to be known for. And, and then, and then stick to that. You know um, you know, I've been doing that. I think I've had a Twitter account since 2016. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I guarantee you I could have way more followers if I had, you know, 20 emojis and a bunch of stars and, and bags, money bags and all this stuff, but I'm not, I'm not taking that path, right? I'm not taking that mm-hmm. Avenue. And I guess it, you know, that's why I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you guys and to see what you guys are doing, the podcast. And um, just right now with the industry, the way it's taken off, people want to be so rushed to get followers, but in kind of an unprofessional manner. So hmm. let's figure out kind of what you want to be known for and what you want to be, you know, is, I guess is my answer. What, what do you guys think? Well, I, I'm uh, first of all, I appreciate that answer because that uh, very cerebral and very thought out. And I agree with that 150 percent because you can scroll for hours through Twitter, finding the nameless gray faces, this avatar, that avatar, probably the same dude 50 times just got a fucking burner <laughs> so that this if this plays wrong. Oh, here's my 7 and 0 one. You can go follow that. Here's my VIP channel. Like, And that's what I, me and Mags promised each other before we even dove into the industry. Like, hey, we're never going to go down that path. We're not going to be suits sitting up here on the other side of that coin. We're not going to be suits sitting up here saying, we're the only ones who know what we're talking about. Everybody else is yeah. stupid. Forget everybody else, and you need to listen to us. It's mm-hmm. not what we're ever going to do, and, and that's why we respect the hell out of you too, Andrew, is, Thank you. is the ability to just, just connect on, that, on that, uh, that cerebral level, I mean, for lack of a, a better term, and just be a real-life human being. Like, hey, we, we do, yeah, we, we all handicap. Obviously, us group of guys here, we put a little bit more work into it, but we like to be that group of guys that, Hey, you'd want to meet on a Friday night and have a beer and, and watch yeah. the game with while you're sweating your bed out too. Not some man in the high castle that, oh, geez, I better not piss off Colton or he won't <laughs> give me another pick again. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Mags, what do you got, man? 
Yeah, I mean, as far as chasing dreams, it's just, you know, I mean, you and I kind of took a leap and, and, and chased it. It's just kind of, if you figure out what you want to do, which I personally, and I don't want to speak for you, Colt, but I feel like you as well, kind of feel like you have found exactly what you want to do. And, you know, once you have that feeling that it's, it's kind of... Uh, invigorate invigorating honestly and you just want to chase after that goal and and nothing else honestly because that's where i am like i've regardless of what you know what happens on a day-to-day basis i know that i'm in the space that i want to be and on a daily basis that's what i'm going to try and do put myself in the position to uh you know be successful in that space at whatever cost it is that's kind of how i see it over here and and being approachable really at the end of the day is is the biggest thing on my end too is is what we try to do over here is if you if you like you said at the end there, like you should never be hesitant to approach us and ask whether it's laugh at us or laugh with us or ask us any type of question. We're here for all of it, honestly. 100%, man. And and two things kind of to close it out for you before you take it away again, Mags, and we, we get back into the betting stuff. But I think this is great stuff to talk about because not, not many people in our industry take the time to talk about stuff like this, too. But two things. Now, I always talk about this. I do motivation minutes on our show, too, Andrew. I take a little bit of time because I think we all need a little extra inspiration and motivation. I always say two Absolutely. things kind of centered around this. Number one, if you got an itch and it keeps itching, go scratch that sound, bitch. Not for me, mm. not for Andrew, not for Max. Go scratch it for yourself, please. And once you go to scratching that, there's going to be this long hallway. And you're going to walk out of one door, and you're not going to know where that next door is. But when one door closes, another door opens. It's just hell in the hallway sometimes. So just walk through your hallway. You'll find that next door. So that's I love my that. two cents. That's I love my that. two cents on there, too. And one so, thing a lot of I've heard before is people say, and it's not like saying that you know the supporting cast around you uh, it should Im- you know impact what you think, but nobody is going to believe in you like you believe in yourself. And if you've got a dream, don't let other people in your ear. You know, like that's going to be a huge factor for a lot of people because the fact of the matter is, a lot of people that make small businesses turn into huge businesses or entrepreneurs. People call them crazy until all of a sudden they're millionaires and they're successful because nobody believed in them like they believed in themselves really. And um that's huge i think like not like obviously you want to listen to other people and like be able to take advice and stuff but mm-hmm. um like you said and also you talk about motivation i think what's awesome about us doing this how many people hate mondays how many people like mm-hmm. really are sunday night like just stressed like i i hated school growing up mm-hmm. i literally would stay up late on sundays because i didn't want to wake up on monday morning you know i wake up and i'm pumped to research about hockey yeah. and talk yeah. to you guys right. and right. you know it, it's it's a blessing it really is yeah. Absolutely. I love that, man. And yeah, that's, that's how we operate. We we operate on that frequency. And uh, my friends, if you missed any of that, if you didn't get a wise words alert, and not from the gambling perspective, this is some good old fashioned, get the inside right and the outside follows along delusion, persistence and gratitude, my friends, that's what I'm hearing there in summary. Take it away from me, partner. What do you got? All right, Andrew, I'm curious. Colton and I talk about certain, uh, whether it's NBA, NFL, maybe the, the biggest game on a college basketball Saturday or something like that, certain spots where there's traps for betters. What Can you talk us through maybe uh, some type of NHL traps that you see as far, and maybe it's similar stuff, like maybe it's, you know, the most, uh, the hottest team in the, in the, in the NHL is, is a plus 105 dog. That's gotta be a trap or, or something along those lines. What are, what are those, if at all, from your perspective? Uh, I think that, you know, the, I, again, I, I apologize if this is kind of just not really specific to NHL, but, sure. uh, I, I, I think the, the letdown spot, you know, people kind of throw around that expression and, you know, back to backs and all kinds of things like that are thrown around a bit. Um, but I will say that in the NHL, I find quite a bit. One thing that's really helped me is being a, a you know a schedule uh, person quite a bit. Like I said, I look towards every Sunday night. A lot of teams, I'll check their next three or four games, and you try and keep an eye on what's going on ahead. And let's say a team played the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Tampa Bay Lightning in three straight games, and then that next game after all those three, they're playing a middle of the pack team it would not shock me in the world if we get a, an average, if not below average effort. Uh, and you see that all the time in hockey. You know, I know we see it in other sports guys, but um, I, I kind of hate the letdown spot kind of expression because it's not like these guys don't care. It's just that, you know, unconsciously they just got up for so many key games 
And maybe they were successful in those key games, especially. And I feel like that theory works the most, actually, if those guys are successful, because it's like, oh, my God, you know, I just won two out of three against three of the best teams in the league. And now I'm playing the New Jersey Devils at the Prudential Center. And everyone's loading up because this team just won three straight or two out of three. And the Devils upset them as plus 230 dogs, you know. So Mm -hmm. I really think that that's a big spot in the NHL when teams are having a huge, huge amount of success against the bigger teams, and then all of a sudden they drop one uh, against like a kind of a middle-of-the-pack team. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, because we, I mean, that's one thing I would say Colton and I do when we try to cap the NHL is try to hunt out those those trap spots. And mm. and sometimes it works for us, sometimes it doesn't. And mm-hmm. I think well, kind of like I was talking about with, with the Flyers streak there, there was a couple times I think, the right the last two games before they finally won this past Saturday they were either you know, like right at plus 100 or even uh, even a uh, minus 110 minus 120 favorite and it's like okay well are they just gonna give them favorite odds if they're you know gonna get lose by 30 points no so this yeah. has to be the spot right and and kind of like you were saying earlier sometimes a bad team is just gonna be bad for a while <laughs> yeah it's tough. Uh... I know a lot of people that actually just stay away completely from teams like that. And they just bet like the top teams in the league, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it takes guts to, to jump in like that. But like, what about you? Do you guys, does it matter to you? Obviously we talked about the start, like mid majors or, or a big, a big conference or division or top teams. Does it matter to you guys if it's the Sabres and the Red Wings, or do you, do you care if it's, the lightning and and the golden knights or or money is money do you guys look more towards bigger matchups marquee matchups or it doesn't really matter money is money they don't call me the mid-major king for no reason baby they all cash the same they They all all cash the same yes sir yeah i I, and honestly too kind of on that end i what i found is that getting into those more niche markets you can kind of be a little bit more profitable because less people are going to be involved you're going to see less crazy line movement. Maybe you'll be able to pick off line movement a little bit more because then again, less people are going to be involved. So, yeah, good stuff. Max, do you have any closing uh, thoughts on that one? No, you can take it away if you're ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. Um, so we talked. you talked a little bit about uh, kind of some insights, some analysis, maybe some trends, some stuff as far as kind of betting the NHL. Are there any specific um, prop markets that you kind of target outside of just, you know, your standard money line spread, your total stuff like that? I mean, as far as are player props pretty valuable within the NHL? I really haven't ever dove into those. Maybe period betting, just anything kind of comes right to the top of your mind, Andrew. I love prop betting, guys, with the NHL. Uh, I think that it's something where you kind of want to wait a little bit and don't dive too much into it at the start of the year. Uh, Number one thing I'll recommend people looking at the prop betting market in the NHL, the power plays. Check the power plays. Check who's playing on those power plays. And I'll give a good example for it for tonight um, with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, so uh, even without just when they're actually on the power play, but just in general, the the lines. Connor McDavid uh, at DraftKings right now is over one and a half points is like a a minus 115 or something like that. You know, um, Leon Dreisaitl over one and a half points is plus 130. Every other guy on the Oilers has their points as over 0.5. Mm-hmm. All right. So the top mm-hmm. line tonight for the Oilers is Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, and uh, Yamamoto. And so Yamamoto is, is like a great betting value tonight because he's playing with the best player in the world. But a lot of people don't even know who that guy is. You know what I mean? Mm, so right. you can bet on him to get an assist tonight at like a plus 120 price. If he passes the puck to McDavid and he does something ridiculous and scores, boom, all of a sudden you got that guy at a plus price to score and nobody even knows his name. Um, so I think that's kind of a good stuff to look for is like, who's this guy playing with? Don't just look always towards the chalky guys like Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon. Look towards their line mates. Someone's passing him the puck, right? You can bet the assist prop or overall just the points prop. Um, someone's got to pass these guys the puck and, and for everybody out there watching doesn't really follow hockey, a point is a goal or an assist. And, uh, the assist props are really good as well. Cause you're just narrowing in on not just the goal, but just the assist in general. Um, but shots on goal is huge shots on goal to me is my favorite betting market. I talked to you guys at the start about the, what have you done for me lately mindset? Mm. It is the most applicable with this. And it's just because when you're hot, you're hot. You know, when I'm at the gym at the YMCA shooting basketballs, hey, 
when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Same thing with these guys making millions a year. I mean, uh, Mitch Marner right now uh, for the Leafs, he had several games with one, two, or, or zero shots. All of a sudden, he has six and five his last two games. You can guarantee tonight I'm on the over two and a half shots with him, minus 110. You know, so mm. certain guys like that, um, what's their production been like? Are they on the power play? And, and also um, defensemen. People don't really realize defensemen can be offensive too because of the name of their position. Uh, they're not just out there just to be, you know, the guys in the blue line and, and defend the puck. Um, they're out there scoring as well. You can get defensemen over on their shots. They're on the power play as well. You can get defensemen to get points. I mean, there's a guy on, on the avalanche, Kale McCarr. He's got more oh, goals oh, yeah. on the season. You guys know him. He's got more oh, goals yeah. this season than a lot of players that are forwards do. You know, and you're going to get great prices on him every single And, you know, tonight's game, guys, is a good example with the Oilers and Senators because, you know, there's no value on the money line. The puck line's around plus 120. But you can start sprinkling around on the prop market and, and find some winning ways that way. Hmm. I like that a lot. And, and you know, I was going to kind of segue it with what are some of kind of the most valuable stats and insights and analysis. And I, you were checking off boxes left, right, and <laughs> yeah. center as you were my, going along. My there. Fault, so, my fault. Hey, I don't, hey, no, <laughs> no, no. I always, I always tell Max, I say, hey, man, when I just get to sit back and the guests do it themselves, I love it the <laughs> most, my man. So absolutely electric. Um, loads of good information there as far as uh, what might be uh, being seen in my bet slip in the coming days. I got all types of notes filling up my paper here. Partner, what else you got? I guess kind of stick it right on top of that real quick, Andrew. As far as some of those big-name guys you mentioned, as far as maybe not McDavid because obviously he's a he's a different beast, but are, yeah. do you ever find yourself kind of taking the under one-and-a-half on those because just because of their names, they're inflated? I mean, I tend to do that every once in a while in the NBA because Steph, KD, those guys just their point totals are inflated by two, three points just by their names. Do you ever Ooh. find yourself taking the under or just staying away from those guys altogether? To be honest, if, if I wasn't really feeling them, I would just look towards the bargain bin and look towards somebody else that has value. Uh, just because I would hate myself if I bet against a guy like McDavid or, or yeah. even, you know, McKinnon <laughs> or those some of those guys uh, to do it. It's a good question because, you know, there's some some guys on, on uh, let's say, like the Islanders or I'll even use my Montreal Canadiens who are having the worst season they've had since I've been Les born. Les Habitants, uh, baby! <laughs> let's go! My number two. There we go. I love it. Hey, I've, I drove nine hours to Montreal uh, last summer. <laughs> Let's and go. I'll tell you what, that's looking a lot more worth it now with uh, how this season's going. It's, 100%. Uh, I just so got bad. the memories. Uh, but guys like that, right? I mean, let's be honest. People always tell me, Riley, that, uh, you know, we all we have are, are price, right? All, all, it's all they have is price. They don't have, Montreal didn't get that many shots. I think last year it was a, during the playoffs, a nine game streak where Tyler Toffoli went under two and a half shots. They didn't change the odds once. They were minus 110 each way, and it was Tyler Toffoli under two and a half shots. And I can guarantee you guys, I think like probably like seven out of nine of those, he had two. So it was like a, it was a, hook, yeah. a win by the hook. But um, sometimes I do, but uh, like I only really look towards the underdogs. Like, the bigger prices, the like third liners and stuff when yeah. it's a, uh, I expect a blowout. So tonight, like Columbus, Florida, you can look at some of the guys down the, down the depth chart a little bit. You know, I think tonight if you're betting just Huberdeau and Barkov, you could win, but it might be one of those opportunities to look towards the Sam Bennett's, the, the Marchments and some guys like that. Okay. Fair enough. Niche and then markets. as far as beyond like player plot, excuse me, player props, um, are there any other ones? I know a lot of people from, even from an entertainment standpoint, like what about the gift GI goal in first 10 minutes or no goal first 10 minutes, kind of the cousin to the, the Yerfi or Nerfy yeah. for baseball. One thing that a lot of people like, and I've gotten in, into it myself a couple times and it's, it's pretty entertaining, entertaining, excuse me. I can't mm, even say those that are word. Cool. Yeah, just is that more? Do you do that ever for as far as an actual like value standpoint, or is it almost always entertainment place? Just entertainment, really. I don't yeah. bet too many of those. I bet a lot of uh, period totals, though. Sometimes even in game. Okay. I gotta give a shout out here, actually, guys, to Chris Otto. You find him on Twitter. Uh, you guys definitely gotta check him out. He does a free Excel spreadsheet or a free Ooh. spreadsheet. He tweets out every Love day, that. every Love single that. day after the games end. He does a first period, second period, and third period totals over one and a half. And he does the goal in first 10 minutes. It's all free. And he tracks these. Uh, so a lot of times he'll tweet out, like in the middle of a game, like, 
this team has hit, you know, eight of their last 10 third period over one and a half. So like everyone jump on it. And I use the spreadsheet quite a bit, but I have heard that there are some teams for those first goal and a uh, goal in first 10 minutes uh, where it can be profitable. But what, what would you say that you, pref- that you prefer the no run in first inning or the goal in 10 minutes? It's, I mean, t- I f- just from a standpoint of I know baseball more than I know hockey, and if I can, you know, talk myself in or out of whatever the pitching matchup is, <laughs> yeah. then I definitely yeah. at least like I can tell myself like with confidence, like all right, these two guys are going to be lights out the first inning, or they're going to get shelled the first inning. So I would say yeah. there. As far as hockey though, sometimes there's a certain book that I have that will do like an odds boost for four Oregon's going first. 10 and I typically like to do the opposite of whatever they're doing because and I, it's, it's worked out for me pretty well. So classic DraftKings draft move. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, classic yeah. DraftKings move. Fade the boost. Fade the yeah. boost for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, shout out to Chris Otto. We're all about those uh, us versus the book kind of guys. The uh, Those guys that are uh, us versus you and I'm the best capper out there. Miss us with those. We like those us yeah. versus the book kind of guys. So shout out Chris Otto. Have to give him a uh, follow here after we get off the show all right uh we talked nhl now i i gotta know i'm gonna i'm gonna sound real smart here but honestly i i, I don't know shit about shit with what i'm really talking about here so that's why i'm consulting you the oracle my friend now pressure's on cfl preseason you know the old <laughs> the old preseason starting may 23rd against winnipeg blue bombers and the saskatchewan rough riders gonna be a hell of a matchup blue bombers you know been been pretty consistently kicking the shit out of the rough yeah. riders last few years seems to be what's going to be the case again i would say that's question number one is are we uh, going to be anticipating another blue bombers beat down number one and number two um we don't really get many opportunities to talk anything cfl so What's kind of like the difference between betting NFL, betting CFL? Is there anything we can kind of get prevy to as we get a little closer here to the season? Uh, obviously, the three downs, uh, no, no four downs. So it's uh, mm-hmm. special teams is huge. Uh, special teams is, is massive. Uh, it's all about trapping a team, um, you know, into the end zone, getting the single points, the rouge. People always ask, how can it be one nothing in the CFL? Uh, you, you know, if you trap a team in their end zone or if you kick it um you know through the end zone uh you're you're getting that one point which makes it the score is very weird you know i there was a point last summer where a cfl game was two nothing and uh it looked like a hockey game out there uh but yeah special teams is huge you know looking at the kickers how they've done defenses um i I really think that the cfl is is always just about the rushing attack because because it's a three downs uh sport guys there's People think that, you know, the running back doesn't really have much of a factor because you're going to have to throw the ball so much. But there's so much more throwing in the CFL versus the NFL, which is why, obviously, I love the NFL, but I give the CFL a lot more credit than I think a lot of other people give it. It's so so entertaining. They're throwing the ball downfield like every play or every second play. Um, but, yeah, you, you want to make sure you're getting behind a team that has a strong running back. Uh, if you have a team – you know, that's struggling to run the ball, playing a team that's great against the the, the run, then you're in trouble big time. So um, watch out for Saskatchewan next year, though, actually. It's funny you mentioned them. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to put a future in on them next year because okay. you guys ever see in sports sometimes where a team is just like almost there so many times. I think back when, in hockey with the Washington Capitals when Ovechkin finally got rewarded or even when uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets swept the Lightning and the next year the Lightning won the Cup. I mean... I feel like that's kind of how it is with Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. They have a little bit of turnover this year. They, they kind of loaded up and they're a really well-constructed team, but kind of when that happens, when you're good for so many years, you guys know how it is The the free agency hits and the players get paid elsewhere. So mm-hmm. Saskatchewan could be the team. Okay. Hey, well, look at that. I bring it up and maybe we got us a future to lock in. I love it. Now I, uh, there's, there was a viral clip a while ago. I want to say it was the Whalers, maybe. Maybe it was the Bombers. I know I know the, the Bombers are obviously blue. Is there another blue team, blue oh, and yeah, black? Oh, yeah, the Argos. Argos, that's right, where they were fighting the fans in the fucking yeah, yeah, stands. Yeah. That was insane, dude. That was the, the, the division uh, finals. Or the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. What, what was that What was that all about? Like, Do you know the backstory behind kind of what, what was going on there? It's just uh, it's a crazy rivalry between Hamilton and Toronto. Yeah. They're very close. It's like a 45-minute drive, I think uh super close to each other and yeah uh 
I think I think the the fans were like pouring beer on him or like you know just like <laughs> throwing stuff or whatever. See, the problem is is that Toronto is known not to really obviously they have like Toronto FC, like they have like the Leafs, they have the Raptors and that kind of stuff, but um, they're known to not have the best fan base in the league. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. And Hamilton, Steel City, they're super smaller, or a lot smaller of a town and stuff. They have an unbelievable fan base. I was actually at the Grey Cup this year, my first ever CFL game, and got to see it. So the problem was that game was in Toronto. Toronto won the regular season uh, East, so it was like it was a road game for Hamilton, but it almost felt like a home game watching on TV. And that I kind of felt bad for Toronto in a way because you're watching the game and you see more black and gold in the crowd than there was blue and white. Um, so I think the Toronto players didn't really like. They really felt like it was an away game for them and. They're getting beer poured on them. So <laughs> I love that. And that guy's been suspended for like four or five games. And these the CFL players don't make much money. Like Oof. some practice right. roster players in the NFL make more money than a starter in the CFL. So missing four games in the CFL, that's hurting. <laughs> Not good, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Shout out the great cup, man. I, uh, I shout out also Pat McAfee's show. They're always talking about on hammer down. They're always talking about the great cup. Obviously they got Gumpy from uh, the great white North too. And uh, he's always talking about the, the great cup. So I had to know the insides. I needed to know a little bit more, man. I, I can't wait to be able to kind of start betting on it. And once it comes rolling around again, I am, I am gung ho. We got, we're also in the States too. We got, um, it's not uh, not the Alliance. What's what's coming around the corner here, Mags? It's like oh, uh, the USFL. Is that what it is? XFL. The U- well, the XFL, there's another one, too. There's another one that just hired Doug Fisher. The Panthers of this league just hired Doug Fisher as their head coach. Or Jeff Fisher, I'm sorry. Jeff Fisher as their head coach. I don't know. I, I We'll go down this rabbit hole For some sure, other yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know. It's We're starting a new one, so we're going to have... Leagues opening up everywhere. Yeah, we're going to have more <laughs> yeah. football. More football. Hey, that's all right by me. I'll keep uh, I'll keep ingesting. Did you guys watch any XFL games when it, when it was going on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I tuned in. And then when we had the Alliance for a little while, I actually knew some people that played in the Alliance League itself. So it was kind of cool to see some of the guys play and stuff. But um, especially like guys that we went to college with, like we both went to Illinois State University in Illinois. And uh, there was a lot of Redbirds that were in the uh, the Alliance League. So it was cool to see those guys back and playing again. But what did you guys think about Menzel when he came to the CFL? What was the reaction like in the States behind that? What did you guys think? Honestly, Honestly, uh, I mean, everyone, yeah, like our age group, like, loves him, but we just, like, I don't, I think we would have been fine. Like, I I would watch whatever he does if he were to pop into the upcoming leagues. And and if he was exciting to watch, like, because whether or not he's actually good is is beyond the point. It's more so just, like, he's fun to watch. It's Money Manziel, baby. (laughs) It's funny because, like, nobody, so he, I'm pretty sure his first team was Hamilton, and then he went to Montreal, or it might have been the other way around, but I think that's what it Mm -hmm. was. And the funny thing is, it's like you said, nobody even really believed anything when he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm here to stay. Like, I think I found a new home in this league. Yeah. And then two years later, he's out. So I wasn't really surprised. No, it's not a surprise. He was in that last I knew he was in that league. They had one like about a year ago where it was like fan uh, oh. fans could like submit a rule and they might mess around yeah. with it. Some type yeah, of arena like league football. So. Fan controlled league or the something AFL? like that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, it was absolutely. There's there's been so many damn breakoffs and shit they're doing, but yeah. holy cow! All right, um, I got uh, one final little thing, Max. You got anything else? What uh, what else rocking and rolling, my man? Go ahead, man. I uh, he, I mean, Andrew took uh, you know, my words and and knocked off like uh, he did for you. Checked off three of my other questions. So. Easy money. Uh, I feel easy bad. Money. Easy. I'm easy talking too no, much. No. I'm sorry. Oh, easy. No, 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 not at all. Hey, go ahead. Much, much like you, my friend, target target overs on road trips yeah. in NHL. <laughs> we say target the over here at the Wise Words Podcast. Okay. Do not come around no. this show looking to be a quick little under, in and out, cutesy little pod. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sometimes we get a little windy and we have a little bit of fun. So don't you worry about none of that nonsense. Now, uh, talked about the legendary Andrew McKinnis' start in the sports gaming industry growing up in the great white north our neighbors up there uh his kind of thoughts overall and betting nhl some of the prop markets everything in between we got a little cerebral a little uh content creator chasing your dreams chasing your passions had some good back and forth there hell we even got into the cfl too something nobody talks about you missed any of it you didn't get one single bit of wise words stop it hit the record button go back get out your pens get out your paper take notes 
all get better at becoming better betters together. That is what we do this show for. So rewind, get your dose of wise words. Now, before we get out of here, Andrew, my friend, where can we follow you? Where can we get all your content? Everything in between. The floor is yours, my friend. We want to know where can we find you at? Yeah, my Twitter, uh, at McGinnis Picks. Uh, people can reach out. Uh, DMs are always open. I try my best to answer uh, people if they reach out. If I don't get back to you right away, uh, I'm probably watching the game or, or spending time with uh, my girlfriend and the dog. Uh, other than that, uh, Mayflower Sports. That is the podcast and media company I've started with a great friend of mine in my hometown. We're interviewing athletes. We're, we're doing podcasts just like you guys. Uh, we're starting to do more in-person things as well. And, of course, our show, Puck Time, uh, every single day, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Wager Talk TV. Um, I really, really enjoy hosting that. It's my uh, partner, Carmine Bianco. We do it together. We usually have a guest every day. We talk hockey. We talk four games. Uh, we pick the four games we want to discuss, best bets at the end. And uh, other than that, uh, promote. I want to promote you guys. I mean, this is awesome. I'm really thankful for you guys having me on. Um, you know, you, you love being on a podcast when the time flies. Honestly, it's really fun. Uh, I'll be real with you guys. It was a busy day, kind of a stressful one. But, hey, we, we love what we do. Uh, it's hard to really be stressful when you're talking sports, uh, and, you know, and betting on it for a living. Uh, but just thank you guys very much for having me on. Nah, thanks a million to you, my friend, taking some time. We know uh, you were busy this morning all over the map, so we totally get it. Uh, Mondays can come at you quick, fast, and in a hurry in the sports gambling industry, so yeah. we get it. I got it in the ticker there for you. Uh, it is at Mayflower Sports, right, on Twitter? I got that right? Uh, you, you had it right initially with the, unfortunately, some guy that hasn't used his, hasn't tweeted in like five oh, no. years has the Mayflower Sports Twitter handle. Uh, so we had to classic. go with at uh, Sports Mayflower, and it really okay. pisses me okay. off. I, I'm kind of pissed. Like, I want to contact Twitter and be like, this guy hasn't tweeted in like eight years. Like, Get let him me out. have his Twitter handle, you know? So Get uh, him out of here. We had to put it in backwards, yes. Yeah, all right. I will. I will update that in there so everybody can see that as we get out of here. And then you got puck time too on Wager Talk TV. You can catch it on wagertalk.com as well. Uh, But again, Andrew, thank you, my friend, stopping by. Nothing but wise words. Again, you guys, if you missed anything, go back, hit that rewind button. There is loads and loads and loads of good knowledge and insight all throughout this entire episode. Thank you again, Andrew, for all of that. And outside of that. Partner, unless you got anything that I missed here before I send us off. No, sir. All right. Well, then, from me, your host, Colton, Captain Colt Soroka, my co-host, my partner, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, Riley, our Mags Magnuson, and our legendary guest of the day, Andrew McGinnis. Uh, we'll have to figure out a money-making McGinnis. There you go. Andrew <laughs> Moneymaker McGinnis. There's his nickname here with the crew. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank all of Thanks, you. Guys. For stopping by, hanging out, listening to the wise words today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that follow button, wherever you're ingesting this pod at and outside of that. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. Make sure you get all of the the TTL crew's best bets of the day hammered in wherever you find them at so you can say with me and my partner right at the end of every single show, let's cash some tickets.